KFI AM 640. Bill Handel here on a uh, Saturday morning right up until 11 o'clock. Leo Laporte comes up at 11, 11 to 2. And then Neil Saavedra from 2 to 5 o'clock with the cooking show, The Fork Report. This is Handel on the Law. Marginal legal advice where I tell you you have absolutely no case. Do we love that or what when I tell you that? There is an appeal going on, uh, and uh, it has to do with a judge in California who recently overturned the state's physician-assisted suicide law. California, like several other states, lets you have or ask a doctor to help you kill yourself, and that's the physician-assisted suicide. Now, there are a bunch of rules, and it's typical, and the rules make it almost impossible to begin with, but... Uh, You have to be terminally ill. In other words, there has to be a diagnosis. You have six months to live. You have to tell two doctors that you want to kill yourself because of pain, et cetera. And uh, effectively, you have to jump through so many hoops, you're just better off taking a gun and sticking it in your mouth. Okay, that's just much easier. It's a little messy. You know, your brains get spewed all over the the wall. But uh, you're dead anyway, so what do you care? All right, so a judge has overturned that law. Why? Because there's... People who appeal that law, who hate the physician-assisted suicide law, and that is because life is sacrosanct. And if you want to kill yourself because you're in such pain that you can't deal with it, you should not have the right to do that. Why? Because those people are no more about what you want and want uh, to make a decision for you or not let you make a decision about your life. I mean, it just makes no sense to me whatsoever. But then uh, people also say, I can't have sex with who I want to uh, because uh, that's immoral. I mean, I hate that kind of people. I can't have sex with the animal I want to have sex with. Kangaroos, uh, sheep, for example, they want to stop me from doing that. When it's, uh, If it's a consenting sheep and it's of age, and I, I, why, why not? It's my business. So, all right, well, that one maybe goes a little bit over the line. But the assisted suicide does not. So... Here's what happened is the judge ruled uh, that the law is illegal, effectively unconstitutional, California constitutional, not because of the merits of the law itself, not because life is sacrosanct, not because it's immoral, because you can't pass laws based on morality and you can't argue that life is sacrosanct when there is a state law that says someone can kill themselves or have a physician help them do it. So how did this, why was this decision made and what was the basis? It's a little bit wonky, but uh, it's, it's technical. The judge made a technical decision because the enactment of the law <coughs> fell within the so- scope of a special session called and in part to consider efforts to improve the efficiency and efficacy of the health care system, improve the health of California. And here is what the judge ruled, that that special session of the legislature was called to improve the efficiency, the efficacy of the health care system. Killing yourself is not part of the health care system. It's killing yourself. It's not helping you in any way other than helping you die. And here is the philosophy. Now we're back to the philosophy of is not dying part of health care. 
or is dying so removed from health care that a special session that was called just for health care cannot include the dying part. Now, for me, it's easy. Uh, life, death is part of life. And doctors who treat people, I think, are morally obligated even to help folks die when the pain is so great that anybody in their right mind is going to say when when someone who's dying says, I, I just want to stop this. I don't want to experience this anymore. I want to be put out of my misery. Nope, can't do it. Because life is too sacrosanct and we'll tell you what to do. So uh, it's going up on appeal and uh, guess what? Uh, life won't be so sacrosanct on appeal. The appeals court will say, you know what? Go ahead and kill yourself. And if you can find a doctor that can help you, knock your socks off. Or knock your head off or whatever, which way you're going to do it. And these are Now, the doctor doesn't actually administer the drug. The doctor prescribes the drug that then you buy at a pharmacy and then you administer it yourself, as in drinking a bottle of this stuff. And if you are unable to administer your own death potion, death potion number nine, then you're out of luck. You have ALS, for example, where you can't, we have no muscular control, you're out of luck because anybody actually helping you is guilty of murder. They should be able to let you go to the vet and just have the vet put you down. I mean, that's the way I look at it. All right, let's take some phone calls. Oh, Leonard. Hi, Leonard. Hello. Go ahead. Bill? Yes, sir. I have a question. Uh, I have a 15-year-old autistic daughter, and... uh, Uh, Her caseworker, she automatically got from the hospital when she was born, uh, follows her, and they they change every four years as she gets older. She has informed me that when my daughter turns 18, that she will become a ward of the state, and it would cost, you know, I'm going to have to get a lawyer and fight them to be able to uh, uh, continue to be her legal guardian. Uh, What what? percussions or who who could I contact? You, you, what I, you I do is as soon as she hits 18, well, I'll tell you exactly. As soon as she hits 18, Leonard, you go in for a conservatorship. And uh, they are, then you know, the court will grant it to you. I mean, there's no problem because you're the dad. And uh, I'm assuming uh, there's no issue as to her level of autism where I'm assuming from what you tell me, she doesn't have much functioning ability. Uh, and the court will grant it to you. And then once you become conservator, it's your call. You can put her wherever you want. You can. Uh, she lives in your home. No one can say anything. You have all the power over her, over her once you get the conservatorship. Conservatorship. Yep, oh, conservatorship. Great. Yeah, you'll, you'll talk to a probate and a state lawyer. Go to the website, and they have we have them all over the place. Probate. Okay, there you are. That's the answer. Uh, it's not that hard. Uh, now, it, uh, you know, actually, that was a good question. You know, it's not that hard because I've been sitting here for decades telling you it's not that hard. Christy. Hello, Christy. You're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yeah. Hi, Bill. How are you? Um, I uh, just have a question. A few years back, um, I worked with a lawyer to do a loan modification Ooh. on my mortgage. And you paid up front, right, Christy? Yes. How much did you pay up front? Well, the contract says fourteen hundred, and he took nine hundred. 
um, for me. All right. But the, he came back and said it was denial. And yeah, then I mean, that's said, possible. I mean, that that is possible. Yeah. It was denied. He may have done the work. So what is your question, Christy? So my question is, um, do I get any chance to go after him for, for what? the money that he took. Why? Um, what? Let me ask you. What? Why? Why would you want your money back? And what do you think uh, he did wrong that you deserve your money back? Well, I heard that there was a law that came out that um, they shouldn't be taking. The no, money I understand. But if this if this yeah. happened, Christy, if this happened before the law, okay, that's number one, taking money in advance. Number two. $900 is not a lot of money to pay a lawyer for a loan mod, especially if he did work. And if he went ahead and did the application and it was denied, he did work, Christy. I mean, I guarantee you that in the retainer agreement that he signed, there the word guarantee does not exist. That I'll guarantee. No lawyer I ever met in my life will say this will be successful. So, okay. Yeah, so I think you're screwed, okay? Nice talking to you. This is Handle on the Law. I'm going to leave it all out there dry. I'm going to leave it all out there. I'm going to leave it all out there dry. I'm going to leave it all out there. KFI AM. 640, more stimulating talk, Bill Handel. Saturday morning, this is Handel on the Law. Hey, Anthony, welcome to Handel on the Law. What can I do for you? Need to know about unequal treatment, Bill. Yes. I have, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I have a report run on the day that, that I was fired that shows that Seven out of eighteen of us did not meet the minimum standards for sales. Well, what do you what do you, what do you sell? Cars. Okay, and you didn't meet the minimum required for sales. All right, and for for a three month role. All right, they only they only hired two of the seven. Oh, you know what? You're absolutely right. It is unfair. Now the question is: Is it legally discriminatory? No. They can fire you, any of you, only one of you. They can fire you for not meeting the quota. They can fire you because you're ugly. They can fire you because you don't run fast enough. Uh, They can fire you for any reason they want if you are not a protected class. The only reason they cannot fire you is for gender, for sex, uh, for age discrimination. There's pregnancy discrimination. I'm assuming you are not a uh, Hispanic lesbian who is uh, pregnant, right? That would be correct. Okay, then you are not in a protected class. So the uh, the bottom line is, yes, it's unfair, and yes, it is legal. Nice talking to you. Completely out of luck. That's what happens. See, a lot of people think, and I mean, he actually raises a good question. I mean, he's not a complete idiot. And that is... What is unfair is not necessarily discriminatory. What is discriminatory, of course, is unfair. But here, especially here in California, I don't know the rules in other states, but California is about as employee-friendly as any state in the union. And that is uh, someone can be fired for any reason or no reason. 
as long it is a lawful firing, which means the big five uh, are not involved. Now, you also can't be fired uh, for a, a retaliatory action. For example, uh, you see someone uh, stealing or the bosses are stealing and you you are fired for uh, because you reported them. Well, actually, they're going to fire. They're going to find some other reason to fire you anyway. I mean, reality is uh, they're going to get around it. And you're not a protected class. Now, if you happen to be a pregnant a Hispanic lesbian woman or even a, a pregnant Hispanic lesbian man, doesn't really matter. Uh, that automatically is suspect right there. But that doesn't even necessarily mean you're being fired for that. You could be fired because you don't make the quota. And legally, if that's the reason that you are fired, even if you are all the other protected classes, it doesn't matter. But, of course, uh, you instantly go to court and hope people roll over because that's what they do. All right. Hello, Kent. Oh, not Kent. Let's go to Matthew. Uh, Matthew, you're up. Hello. Hi. Okay, so my company bought some software about a year ago and worked with the company who sold it to us to get it to work how we needed it to. We knew it would need some calibration to work for us, which is fine. Uh, They sold us on capability X, but later admitted that it cannot currently do X. They have offered to integrate the solution into the program, but they want us to do the work for them which they can potentially sell to their uh, other customers. Oh, that's a mess. Yeah, that's that's uh, you yeah. can you can stop right there. So first of all, okay. they're in breach of contract. You don't have to do any of that. The program, I'm assuming, never worked the way it was guaranteed to work. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, there, there's part X, but there's also parts A, B, and C. A, B, and C work fine, but we bought it because we wanted X. All right. So it's X. but it's one entire package you bought that does these five things. Correct? Basically. All right. So if four out of the five things work, that still means one doesn't, which means there's still a breach there. How much money did you guys spend on that? Uh, I think it was $20,000. Well, there's your lawsuit for $20,000. That one's an easy one. Uh, And I'm assuming now is the programming, is the company in the same city, state, county that you happen to live in? They're kind of international, but they do have an office. Oh, then you're fine. Then you're fine. Then you're fine. Yeah. Demand your money and get your money back and you'll be fine and go to a competitor. Okay, so you don't think it'll be a problem? Um, we've It's been about a year. doesn't matter. If it's never worked and you've been trying to make it work, if okay. you've been trying okay. to make it work, they have never uh, met their contractual obligations. And as okay, a matter good. of fact, your argument is going to be we did everything we could to mitigate it. We did everything we could to make it work, and it still isn't doing what it's doing. And And the only way it's going to do what it's doing, they want us to do the work. They're insane. Right. Yeah, you're fine. 20000 okay. bucks. Yeah. Great. You're okay. Not a problem. This is Handle on the Law. Welcome back to Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. Is that Taffin? Toffin? It's Taffin, actually. Oh, interesting name. Where, uh, what name does that derive from, or what uh, ethnicity? My parents just decided to get creative on me. That's that it. was it? Just like regular white it. folks calling you Taffin? Well, my mom's white, my dad's Chinese, and they just kind of got together and said, hey, this would make their kids life miserable, and... Uh, 
That's it, what they did. And it worked beautifully. Oh, yeah. Every okay. time I try to make reservations. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll bet it is. All right. Uh, what can I do for you, Taffin? So, Bill, I have a martial arts studio, and we had a H2 Hummer that we got wrapped from a professional company. Um, after a few years, we got it unwrapped, and uh, there was some paint damage, which was supposed to be covered under the warranty. We went ahead and got an estimate for the damage, submitted it. They made us a payment for the amount of that damage. Um, they followed up, however, after that with the paint and body shop, and we got rid of the vehicle immediately after we got that uh, compensation for the damage. And they, we found, they found out, of course, we did not get the paint repainted because we got rid of the vehicle. And they then promptly took back that money because they paid it to the, to the company on a credit card for that. And uh, at this point, I called them back and said, hey, what's going on? And they said, look, you didn't fall through getting it painted, so we're going to go. We went ahead and took the but they got rid. But they got rid of the vehicle already, right? Yeah, we got, yes. Our you got rid got of the vehicle. vehicle but wait a sec. How did they know if you got rid of the vehicle – uh, who is now saying that you didn't give me a repainted vehicle? You had to bring it to me fully painted. Who is saying that? Well, no, no. no the, the, the CEO of the wrap company said to us, hey, yes, there was damage to your vehicle when the wrap was removed. But since you didn't get the vehicle repainted, we're not going to pay you for that damage. It's basically where we stand. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and, but you still have the vehicle. No, no, we, we've, after we received the compensation for the damage that they had caused during the paint removal, we then sold the vehicle. Okay, and, they, and they're at, okay, got it. And they're asking for their money back? No, they, they actually we took it right out of our checking okay, account. Then we, okay, then, okay, uh, how, uh, how much money are we talking about? 3000 That's what your lawsuit is, because once you get the money, uh, it doesn't matter what you do with the money. Now yeah, they can argue. Yeah, they can argue it was specifically for repainting. But you go, we sold the car instead. We got yeah. rid of it. You listen. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Damage, you pay for it. What we do with the car means nothing, and it doesn't mean anything. So I think, I, I, yeah, I think you have them in small claims court. Uh, incidentally, uh, what uh, I'm assuming, of course, you're a, a black belt. Uh, you have to be if you own a studio. Uh, what uh, what degree black belt are you? You know, I, I would be called the SOKE of our system. It's kind of our own system. Uh, so that would be, I guess, technically a grandmaster, which is basically just the head founder of our particular style of martial arts that we teach, which is ninjutsu. And what so, is uh, what is what, what is the equivalency, let's say, in Shaolin or Kempo? It could be like a... a it could be another system's equivalent to, say, a 13 or 14th degree black belt. No, right? no, don't give me this. 14th degree black belt doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, and if you weren't, let me tell you something. And if you weren't uh, at least a 5th degree black belt, I'd beat you to, I'd beat you up. But Tuffin, oh, okay. yeah, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. And you know what? I am now, uh, I, am, I, I take martial arts, and I cannot tell you how much I suck at it. And ah. I get well, very no, no. I get no. I get no. I get very tired of eight-year-olds pummeling me and beating me to a, <laughs> just a frizzle, frazzle. All right, take care, Toffin. Thanks a lot. All right, yeah, that martial arts stuff. I, I really am. I am so horrible at it. It's just beyond god awful. And I am part of a Shaolin. Matter of fact, I'll even give them a plug: the Z Ultimate Studios of which I am a, uh, it starts with white belt, and then it goes up, I think, to yellow and then orange. I am a dirty white belt, which means I'm just one level below that. Tammy! Hello, Tammy. Go for it. Bill, my 
mom is in 24 hours. Ah, much better, Tammy. Okay, your mom is in 24-hour care. Go ahead. Yes, her income does not pay for all of it. I have been paying for the portion that she has not uh, she has not covered. I'm currently unemployed. My mom has 50% ownership in real estate in the state of Hawaii. Uh, I've got cell papers. I'm a trustee. However, there are four other individuals involved in it, and they really, I mean, I'm one of the four. But they are not um, willing to um, help in any. All right. How much? How much way. is the? How much is the property worth? Um, I would say her portion is roughly around four to five hundred thousand. All right. All right. So here's what you can do: if they're not willing, and there's no uh, no way to force the other siblings or whatever to pay for your mom. Uh, There's no obligation whatsoever, legally. The only reason you're paying is you happen to be uh, a decent human being and have some connection with your mom. The other ones clearly don't. What you can do is, and you're going to have to, if there is no money left to pay for your mom, she is going to have to go on a state policy. And uh, they will pay, and it'll be a miserable place that she lives, for sure. And she has to then put down her assets. And the rules are in virtually every state, she has to sell her assets to pay for this. The state is not going to just up and pay X number of dollars, usually two, $3,000 a month, uh, and she's still sitting on $400,000 worth of equity. That just doesn't happen. So what you're going to have to do is sell the property. And she is one of the beneficiaries, correct? Yes. Then on her behalf, you force the sale of the property. You have the right to do that. And okay, then, how and then, do I go about doing that? Uh, you're probably going to – it's just a real estate matter. It's a, it's a partition action. You're going to need a real estate attorney probably in Hawaii. You just go find one. You can go to my website, handleonthelaw.com, and uh, just hook up with a lawyer, real estate lawyer, and say, do you have any connections with anybody in Hawaii? Because you certainly want a referral for someone who knows someone as opposed to just going through the phone book in Hawaii as if there are any phone books left. And, you, um, and then you force the sale of the property, and they have no choice. Uh, because any uh, any owner of the property can force the sale, and then you take that four or five hundred thousand dollars, and then you use that just to pay for your uh, your mom. Uh, and how much does it cost a month for your mom to live where she's living? Roughly, it's right now. It's probably about twenty eight. Twenty eight hundred dollars. Okay. And how old is mom? Mom is eighty five. All right. So uh, at four hundred thousand dollars, let's say, and it's and it, you make four percent interest or five percent interest if it's uh, reasonably well. You can even six or seven percent interest if you have a, a decent uh, investment uh, vehicle. Uh, you figure out that can probably last uh, well past her lifetime. There's no way she's going to be able at three thousand dollars a month. She's never. She's not going to be able to spend the money. In other words, by the time she dies, there'll be more than the $400,000 left. Well, at this rate, I think she may outlive me. Well, it could be. It could be. Uh, And she also, wait a sec, she also gets Social Security? Yes. Oh, and it's $2,800 a month. What does she get in Social Security? Roughly about Two thousand, about eighteen. once she pays the loan off. All right, so uh, she needs 1000 bucks a month. Correct. Oh, on four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. At five percent, it's uh, twenty thousand dollars a year, and she needs twelve thousand. Oh yeah, she's fine. Sell. You got to sell the property. You have no choice. Okay. And then you're covered. All right. All right. 
So go handle on the law. Yeah, right? go to com. Talk to a real estate lawyer. Send an email or call and say, I need a lawyer in Hawaii. Can you help me? Or just send a quick, uh, here's my problem. I talked to Bill on uh, the show, and he suggests that I contact a real estate lawyer. Then just, just repeat in one paragraph the story you told me. All right. Wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. This is Handle on the Law. So can we break this mold and set in motion something new? Forgetting what we know, an evolution overdue. Fight the current, call the record, get away. Are we not good enough? Are we not brave enough? Is the violence in our nature just the image of our maker? This is Handle on the Law. Ah, oh, John. Hello, John. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Thank you. Um, I have an alarm system that I got. All right, John, 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 John. Let's try it again. You're uh, going in and out on your cell phone. Let's see if it's any better now. Okay. All right. All right. I have an alarm system. I asked them to cancel the contract because I lost my house. I made the payment adjustments, but they said because I was a week late that it's been reinstated and I owe all this money when I paid up what they said I owe. One, is that legal? And yeah, two, it's legal. Yeah, no, it's legal. But a week, I don't know. Let them, uh, it's going to be tough for them to, uh, they're going to sue you. They're going to ding your credit. Uh, but technically they have you, John. If uh, the contract renews on April 15th uh, and you inform them on April uh, 20th, that uh, you're canceling, you know what? What can I tell you? I mean, it's, uh, you know, late payments kick in. Try to be one day late on your mortgage and see what happens. Try to be one day late on your credit card and see what happens. Okay. I think you're screwed. I I think you're screwed. I think you're completely screwed. Always, always good. Tammy. Tammy, go ahead. Tammy, you there? Yes, ma'am. Yes, I'm here. Hi there. My mom is in a 24-hour care facility. Her income does not... Hey, Tammy, you know, I can barely hear you, Tammy. What kind of, are you on a, a cell phone? Yes. Yeah, that's the problem. All right. Tr- speak slowly, speak loudly, and enunciate, and we'll see if we can do this. Okay. My mother is in a 24-hour care facility. You know what? Uh, you know what? You're going to have to call me in a better area because this just isn't working. Uh, it's yeah. I, I don't want to work that hard at trying to uh, understand what you're saying. Hey, Kathy, let's try you. All right. All righty. Um, I'm working with my mortgage company and trying to come up with a loan mod. Um, I'm a year behind in my mortgage payment. My my mortgage balance is only about fifty two thousand, and I just have another couple of years to pay. And um, and my home is valued at about three fifty. It's a condo, but in the meantime, I received a letter from the homeowner association. It's a notice of intent to institute uh, foreclosure proceedings. Uh, because I'm also behind with them. How much and are you behind? 
Um, according to the statement, because they added fees. Yeah, how many months? How many months are you behind? Um, probably about um, maybe eight to ten months. All right. Uh, and uh, you, what, what do you want to know? Well, what's going to take precedent? Either one, either one. There is no precedence here. Uh, they both have the ability to go after you. And so the trick is to go to the homeowners association, uh, go to the president, go in front of the board and say, hey, guys, I'm modifying right now. As soon as I modify, uh, you're going to get your money. And, uh, you know, come on, guys, are you going to make me lose my house because of this for real? And uh, see what they have to say. Uh, that That's all you can do at this point. I mean, do they have the right okay. to initiate foreclosure? Yeah. My guess is legally probably the bank has a stronger argument uh, because there are all kinds of restrictions that a homeowner association can do, especially in California. I don't even know if they, they can foreclose uh, for a year's worth of uh, of dues. Uh, how how much money are we talking about? How much uh, do you owe? Uh, or let me ask you this. How much per month are your uh, homeowner's dues? Well, I have it right here. Uh, the total amount due with all tax license and everything is 4800 So they're really going to, for you think the court's going to let you lose a $350,000 home for $4,800? Well, that's why I'm calling Yeah, you. I don't think so. I, I don't think that's going to happen. That is so egregious that I don't think uh, the court's going to do that. Now, uh, the modification, that adds, work with both of them. You know, beg and crawl to the homeowner association. Ask them to, first of all, waive all the late fees, if they would, please, and the penalties, and just work with you. And, and throw okay. it in there, go and say, hey, if you're in trouble, you know what? It's not like I are. I, I, it's not it's not as if I went and bought jewelry and didn't pay the homeowners association. It's uh, right. I'm here. I, I'm going to work. Yeah, yeah, just so big, so just beg and cry. That's what you want to do. Beg, cry, throw yourself on the mercy of the court. And unless they are all Scrooges, uh, uh-huh. I, I can't imagine them saying no. Well, I would say yeah. no, but then that's because it's me. <laughs> all, right. all right. Yeah, you know, what can I tell you? Okay, this is Handle on the Law.